Hello, camera operating nurse. Wow. Hi, I'm Rob Paulson, and you may know me better as Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. And, hey, God, you're watching Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Nerf. Get out, everybody. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. Overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Good evening, everybody. It's Talkcast 201 tonight in 3D. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 21 promenade adjacent to the slippery Jim Degrees Slip and Slide Pachinko Parlor and across the corridor from Limping Tim's Galactic Goose Jerky Shack, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are our usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, our violent soundboard vixen, president of technicalness, vice president of level-headedness, oft-times outspoken, occasionally awesome, potentially acerbic, and playing with their soundboard tonight, Kriana. Who told you that? Everybody. <laughs> From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon Reading Room, staff writer for Robot Weekly E-Zine, she's got books and cats that may or may not be mechanical, and when she remembers to unmute herself, she can be quite interesting and possibly verbose. It is the Zombrarian. Tonight I feel like I want to bring the pain. I don't even know why, but I do. Ooh. We're in for shocking times. Children. I'm going to be meaner than Kriana tonight. That is not, That's not even possible. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, our Ginger Ingenue, the woman best known as choreographer in Dirty Dancing Zombie Jamboree, our very own Dust Bunny in the Cleaning Room of Horror, it's the Dead Redhead. I love zombies. I'll teach him to dance. It's fine with me. Well, Nobody we put zombie in a corner. <laughs> we could put zombie in the corner of zombie can't dance so there we go our guest tonight from forge studio 3d james Lindbergh and Derek cullen who we met at boston comic-con and were interestingly scanned by them gentlemen welcome to the show hey folks how's it going uh i think jim is still uh out in the uh, out in the dark <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Uh-oh. All right. That's going to be fun. <laughs> okay. We were also supposed to have Epic TV Saga with us tonight, but they forgot to come into the show. So we will reschedule them at our earliest convenience sometime around 2015. Looks, well, I don't know. That would be convenient for me, and I don't know how early it is, but we'll make it happen. Anyhow, we spent last weekend at uh, Granite Con, the 10th annual uh, Granite Con in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, I just want to kind of go around the ballpark with the cast here. Uh, it was kind of an amazing convention, guys. Yes. Don't all talk at once. 
I'm gonna talk I about disagree, this. Dome. Yeah. I disagree wholeheartedly. It was not amazing. It was phenomenal. <laughs> You're going to do this all night, aren't you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> How phenomenal was it, Zombrary? I don't have a good comeback for that. Okay. So, Criano, what were your... What were, what, let's what, just... What, just what, 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 Portlandia, what? Exactly. I was doing my Portlandia impression here, and we're going we're gonna to go with that because it's important to remember. Sorry, I'm ordering my Halloween costume. <laughs> Say hi to the friends. Yay. But... Let's talk for a few what, minutes what, about what your What was the most awesome part of the 10th anniversary Granite Con? That was my question. <laughs> I'd have to say it was the pirates. The pirates? The pirates were pretty cool. They had a whole kraken. Also, the, um, the uh, sex toy Michael J. Fox. <laughs> that was one of the oddest things ever. It legit looked like a real doll with a wig. Maybe it was. It legit may have been a real doll with a wig. <gasps> I thought I was seeing the stormtrooper do that that dance game, in which oh, we have that was really awesome. We do have some video of that if we can get it all downloaded. We're going to be showing a, 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 a stormtrooper playing. I think it was Dance Dance Revolution or something, but it was the oddest thing I think, I think I've ever some, seen. I, I think it was the Microsoft version. It was a. Of that. But it was the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I think the dead redhead is breaking up right now. Yeah, I know. We also had some very lovely ladies. I am? We, we, yeah, you are just a little bit, huh? lovely something. Early. I'm not touching anything. All right, place, I'm, getting, I'm getting this Halloween tote bag. <laughs> okay, so okay, while dead redhead is... You go to heruniverse.com and you buy one of their everyday cosplay items and you spend $25 or more, which means you buy one thing... Right. You get a Halloween tote bag, and it's a little chibi Darth Vader saying, I find your lack of candy disturbing. And it's fucking adorable. <laughs> so we need to place two orders because we both need that tote bag. Well, you can order what you want. I'm getting the Asajj Ventress tunic and the Van Gogh tee. Well, there you go. I'm so jealous of you right now. Anyway, while Dead Redhead's getting herself sorted out, we also have video of my favorite part of the con. Which was? Which was talking to the people um, from Hollaback Boston about their cosplay is not consent initiative, which Are is we awesome. Hollaing back at Hollaback Boston. We will holla back at them. Absolutely. Are hollaing back at them. Okay, just making sure I was clear. On and I think we're we're in agreement that wholehearted support of oh. cosplay is not consent is. Uh, I think not only incredibly important, but I, for one, was rather pleased at the toned down and mature level of a lot of the cosplay at, at GraniteCon. It was I, quite yes. good. Not even the cosplay itself, but the reaction to the cosplay. Um, I saw a lot of people asking permission to take photographs instead Absolutely, of just yeah. walking up and snapping one. It was great. And for the cosplayers, too, it was they were more relaxed as well because they didn't feel as if they were being uh, marginalized and stalked. It was, it was actually one of the most relaxed events I think I've ever been at. 
That is not to say there weren't some douche nozzles there, because there were. There, there were always are. But, well, always but as far are. as these things go, it was surprisingly low concentration of douche nozzles. Yep. Now the other there were some very lovely ladies there, as Doe Latesto. Um we do have we did an interview with the representatives from Hollaback Boston about the initiative and about what they were doing at GraniteCon, and that's going to be up in the next couple of days on our YouTube, right? It's actually already up on our YouTube. It's up on our YouTube, and we'll also have it posted on our website as well in the Excellent. next couple of days. Magic! And the other thing that's going to be posted is uh, a bunch of interviews that we did with a lot of the voice actors, uh, including the one you heard uh, open the show tonight. In terms of... I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it was... Uh, interviews with voice actors tend to get out of hand very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and these most certainly did. Oh, they ran you over? Like, like yeah. You know that scene in like Roger what? Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jess Arnell does. <laughs> you get stuck under the steamroller. Excuse me, I'm having a potty emergency. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, but, but the cool thing was, is that they were accessible. They were accessible not only to the people in the con, but to all the media people for whatever we wanted. I mean, I had not whatever we wanted. most of whatever we wanted. I recall uh, Jess being accosted. Creepy jar. No, 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 no. Jess was accosted in the middle of the pub trying to eat lunch by a Jessica Rabbit. And then sat there and went into a five-minute Roger Rabbit riff with her, and it was absolutely hilarious. But I mean, I they made them say by a woman dressed as Jessica Rabbit, Jessica and Rabbit. it was not me. Really, really <laughs> convincingly dressed as Jessica Rabbit. Holy gazookies! Yes, she was. Song? Yes. Okay. She, was she is quite a handful of Jessica Rabbit. Maybe Indeed, two handfuls. <laughs> we have to ask Jess about that. <laughs> you guys are 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 being sexist right now, or something. Seriously, hitting the creepy jar time. Yeah, creepy okay. jar. Both of you, dead redhead and Kriana. Oh, Thank you. Right. Hey, did you jar. see her? <laughs> but I mean, the real the reality was this was one of the most accessible cons I've been to in a long time, in terms of just. Uh, it, it was it was relaxed. The artists who were there, the uh, special guests who were there, spent a lot of time not necessarily just sitting at their tables with lines, but I mean, I watched uh, Jess Harnell walking through the con, just checking out stuff. You don't see that a lot. I feel like... They use like Comic-Con and Rhode Island Comic-Con and... I also feel like part of it is um, voice actors have an advantage in terms of that because yep. there's not as much, oh, I recognize that person right away. Yep. Yeah, Until that's they true. Open their mouths. Until they start talking and then you're like, oh my gosh, I am right now conversing with Darkwing Duck and that's the most <laughs> <laughs> And the gentleman it, it, behind Pooh too. Oh gosh. <laughs> Too harder. Too harder. <laughs> we had a little bit of fun. By the way, for all you Halloween nerds out there, Think Geek is currently selling a Captain Jack Harkness ladies' coat. 
Oh my! And if anyone has three hundred and twenty-nine dollars, they want to lend me. <laughs> I will pose in a picture for you in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crickets. Just the picture will be of your elbow. No, no, it won't. No, it won't. We'll so be back again in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. We can revisit so, him a couple of times. Is there anything else about Greg? <laughs> creepy jar. Oh, yeah, creepy jar. Actually, I feel totally vindicated because... There we go. Thank you. More money in the creepy jar. Works for me. We actually had the creepy jar out at, uh, at Granite Con, and people were encouraged to throw a dollar in the creepy jar, and many of them did. I were rather yep. pleased with that. Um, the interesting thing about GraniteCon 2 is that while it was going on, uh, the boys from Double Midnight who run GraniteCon were also uh, cooking up a little surprise, and that is that they're opening up their second store, uh, which they announced today, one week after the con, in... Concord, New Hampshire, and congratulations, guys. Is this one going to be called Quadruple Midnight? <laughs> no, it's going to be called oh, Double, Double Midnight. Squared to Midnight Comics? Double Dark Min- Midnight. Double Midnight to Electric Boogaloo comment- Comics. Pooh That's Harder. Pooh Harder. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. I, I didn't say it. He did. And he, No, you said it. And Brett's biggest concern in having two stores is running two free comic book days at the same time. Good concern. Yeah. <laughs> I would also be concerned about that because generally in the past, as you can see from our YouTube channel, there have been quite the lines to get into the store at all. Half there have indeed. So, uh, yeah, there's that. So congrats to Double Midnight, folks. Absolutely, you guys. Uh, how you were able to do that and run the con at the same time is beyond me. The con was absolutely flawless and great fun. We all had a wonderful time. Uh, congratulations on the second store. Now, Dead Redhead, you wanted to talk about uh, some things that are going on at Rock and Shock, which is coming up in a couple yeah. of weeks. Very, very quickly, just a few more updates. It seems like every week lately, they have been giving us more and more updates of things going on. So the most recent updates, and we will be down there October 19th in Worcester at the at the Centrum, or what is it called now? It was the Centrum. That place. I don't know. That, that place it's, in uh, Worcester where they have the big things. Verizon, whatever it may be. Pavilion. Um <laughs> It maybe, was the Centrum. Maybe there's a um, civilian. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, the few new things they added, which we will be near and dear to our hearts, will the big, most of the cast of Holliston is going to be there, which we had talked about a little bit. But they're actually going to do mock auditions. With well, this could be very scary. Being there. That could be really interesting. <laughs> and Adam Green and our beloved Laura and, um, and oh, I'm sorry, I always forget the other young ladies. Corey. Corey, Corey and Laura. Corey English, and Laura Ortiz. 
and Adam are all going to be there as the judges for the mock auditions. So think about it, guys. You can be auditioned and be mocked at all at the same time. All the time, yes. I'm sure there will be much mocking, in fact. (laughs) And, of course, they were still... Uh, have a chance to win a date with Adam, which I think is going to be one of the big highlights down there. We got the guys from Sharknado coming. And another big addition was apparently the entire cast of a movie called Army of the Damned. Never the entire of, cast. <laughs> it's just coming out. That's why you've never entire, heard of it, Kriana. <laughs> the, ca- the whole cast is going to be down there signing autographs and all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, 18th, 19th, 20th, come on down, guys. Oh, they've, they've moved to three days Rocket now, shot Friday, down Saturday, Worcester. Sunday. I would like to use my Welcome right, to if- Night Vale voice for a moment. Okay. And announce that Cam <laughs> has been found. He is not dead. Yay! Cam is not dead yet. That was almost a passable Welcome to Night Vale voice, Kriyami. Yeah, I know it was. It was really close. You know how I know it was? Because I made you listen to two episodes against your will. Also because I've seen a Prairie Home Companion. Ooh. <laughs> your statement was not twisted enough. Because you know that guy who does that thing on NPR? With that other guy. Yeah, yeah I know. You know that guy? He always oh, I do it. He puts very interesting Pause. in his in his mind. And when he talks, he talks like this. Yes. And that's exactly the style in Welcome to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except it's freaking twisted and I love it. <laughs> so what else has been going on this week in the world of sci-fi? Hmm. Well, Bill Nye got voted off Dancing with the Stars. Okay, after that's technically not sci-fi. After suffering a catastrophic industry, it so uh, is he did the robot. And he was awesome. A catastrophic <laughs> industry? <laughs> yes. What? Injury. Kriana's oh, been injury. drinking again. I have. <clears throat> it's not my fault. Uh, you always do better shows when you're drunk, and we're proud of you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, Fox just announced a new TV series, and it's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. The series is called Gotham, and we're thinking Batman? No. Robin? No. No. Think Alfred, the butler. That's what what the show's about. I thought that it was about... I I thought that this was going to be about um, Commissioner Gordon. Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. That's the show. Like, it's not even the GCPD like they threatened to do. Well, it's kind of Alfred and the commissioner, and that's it. But That's freaking awesome. Is Michael Caine going to be in it? I will watch the shit out of that. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine will be doing a Fox show. No problem there. Uh, I don't know. I just think Wait a minute. I have that. Wait a minute. What am I doing that with myself for? There we go. Sorry. I, I had epilepsy for a minute. I've contracted it, and now it's miraculously cured. Congratulations. Thank you. But seriously, DC epilepsy is, is a serious disease, and it's nothing to be taken lightly. That is true. Yes. Thank you for the public service. You're welcome. <laughs> DC is off its rocker. Thank you. I wanted to get that out there. 
Well, yeah. they decided they can't possibly beat Marvel, so they're just gonna do whatevs. Terrence really is gonna out-crazy them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm not surprised at all, though, that they're, that DC and Fox are in bed with each other. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Makes so much like sense. like two elephant skin rugs. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks <laughs> Tossing it in there. Thank hey, you, Brianna. Since, since we're talking about comics, can I bring up somebody who's a, who is a show favorite? No, who has been on. No, we hate show favorites. But <laughs> sure, talk about Jamal Igle. Jamal Igle, his uh, Molly Danger is going to be coming out, and we've been we've talked to Jamal before about Molly Danger, and actually, he's doing an audio comic. They're what going to do an the audio. Heck does that mean? I know. It's a, let me see if I can get the exact line here for you um give me just one moment here he's talking about molly and what they're going to be doing is having it read is adapted from his own series and they're going to be having it read at the same time when it comes out on paper and it's getting an audio comics treatment so they're going to be reading it hmm. so if you, if you buy the comic do you automatically get an mp3 and how does that work well the audio comic is going to be online and you can also get molly as an e-comic so i'm assuming oh. those two are going to go at the same and then they're also putting molly out separately so, and that's going to be, if we have any listeners in New York, and you all know who you are, um, this, uh, actually next Saturday, the 12th, at JHU Comic Books on 32 East 32nd Street between Madison Ave and Park Ave, uh, there's going to be hors d'oeuvres, cocktails, and conversation. So, <laughs> Dead Redhead, I'm going to give you a great, I'm going to make a great segue, and I'm going to give you a great segue. Are you ready for this? Okay. Speaking of show favorites... Ooh! Ooh! Nice. nice. Thank you. Classic. Thank you. The uh, Zcon Indiegogo campaign has just started. Well, I'm confused, Kriana, and maybe you can help me out with this, because I thought Zcon had a Kickstarter project and that got funded. Well, that was for the proof of concept. It wasn't asking for very much money. Now, the the esteemed director Mike Doherty, who will be joining us next week, um. Has, has gone through the proof of concept. He has a good idea of what the, the full feature film is going to cost him. And he's trying to raise that money. And the perks are really good, guys. Like what? Well, actually, I, I'm kind of impressed with these perks. Because the the stuff you get for the amount of money you donate is, is actually super. For $5, you get a download of the movie. It's 5 bucks. Who doesn't have 5 bucks? Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. 15 bucks, and you also get your name in the credits. And you also get a lanyard. And you also get downloadable DVD box art. So when you want to burn it to a DVD, you have the whole thing, and you're all set. Exactly. Very cool. For $30, you get all that stuff, plus a t-shirt. Nice. Plus a physical copy of the first five pages of the script, signed and personalized by director Michael Doherty. A randomly selected Charm City GenreCon badge, and a PDF of the full shooting script. 
For $50, you get all that, plus a DVD or Blu-ray, plus a 100-plus page Z-Con making of book filled with color pages of photos, concept art, you name it. Now, is that a book or an e-book? It's a physical book. Wow. No, 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 wait, no. This is a PDF version. I'm sorry. Okay. PDF version. For 75 bucks, they'll have their special effects artist make your picture into a zombie. <laughs> so basically, cool. it's a whole list of awesome prizes. Uh, what's really impressive, though, is the amount of stuff you get for, for the price. And if you donate in the first week, you get a special shirt. Obviously still $30 or higher, but you get a special shirt. Um, designed by Adam Levermore, who has also worked on things such as Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and maybe this little show called Firefly. Oh, that that little show, yeah. That, that little course. show. So, get together. Tell your friends. They've already raised almost eight thousand dollars of ninety thousand to go. That's almost that's almost ten percent. Right. And they have 37 days left. Cool. But if you know Mike, you know that he tends to get a little tense during these times. So what we need everybody to do who's listening is to go throw down a couple of bucks so that Mike can relax. We, we want Mike to relax. I would like Mike to relax. <laughs> so Cam, I know you're listening. I'm going to put the link in the chat in two seconds. Tell your friends, Cam. Yeah, and, t and tell your friend. That was mean. <laughs> I love you, Cam. <laughs> Dude, even I am not mean That was Cam. mean. That was so mean. That was terribly I mean. I know. I'll, I'll make it up to him. I'll make See, it up to him. See, and now I know that I cannot be meaner than Kriana because I can't be mean to Cam. It's true. There we go. I'm the meanest person ever. You are. Yep. Cam, you are a gentleman and a scholar. And speaking of uh, people who are gentlemen and scholars... Oh, uh, no, you stole fan, my segue. Fan favorite and, and good friend of ours, Doug Jones, is beginning in uh, season four of Falling Skies, which just went into production. Ooh. And uh, TNT renewed it for a fourth season. And this is now set six months after last month, after season three ended. So, uh, you know, it Falling Skies, before Doug joined it, was kind of one of those, mm, but last season it really stepped up to the bar and uh, became quite a good show. And the, the series finale last season was absolutely terrific. So I am totally looking forward to seeing if they can continue to get better because it, it last year was a terrific season for them. And speaking of projects that we'd like people to take a look at, mm -hmm. see how we, we're, we're on a roll tonight, huh? Um, on Kickstarter... If you go under and look up a project called Nevermore, 
Nevermore is a movie they're trying to put together, and the person who started the project is Stuart Gordon, who is the director of Reanimator, From Beyond, Dagon, multiple Lovecraft incarnations of movies. And with him is uh, Jeffrey Coombs, who has played the Reanimator. He's been in Star Trek. He's been in a ton of... He was in Deep Space Nine. He was. He's been in a ton of stuff. And they're trying to put together uh, this this movie that came from a play. They're taking from a play uh, called Nevermore. And they're putting together as Poe tries to attempt one last recitation of the Raven to save himself from a life of crushing poverty and soul destroy. And okay, it's not a happy movie. And we know Poe has died in the end. However, we will have that link they have, in they the show notes. Really cool stuff. Yes. But they had some neat stuff. Like there's one where you can have lunch with Stork Gordon and Jeffrey Combs, which is kind of neat. You can imagine that's more of an expensive one. I was going to say, I don't know if I have the 15000 for that. But actually, it's, only, it's only 5000 <laughs> only anyway being that it's well past the halfway point good lord yes we have to get to this week's poll because this is the second week in a row we've actually had one and boy did we get some interesting answers on this one <laughs> so what was, what, what was this week's poll well having somehow we were jumping through x and i watching uh a mixture of the Doctor Who because they restart. They started into the newer Doctor Who's on uh, BBC this past Sunday. They went into the Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who. So of course they talked to John Barrowman, and we thought, what would happen if Captain Jack ended up in the Star Trek universe? Who would he sleep with? That was what we came up with. And there were a lot of interesting answers. Actually, there are only two top answers. And we had everything from Data to Sulu. Well, we expected more Sulus, actually. Uh, Data to Sulu to Uhura. Khan. Yeah, we have a lot of ones, like Luxana Troy. Well, that's Uh, just too easy. I know. I know. And uh, Sulu. You know, they went for the easy ones with those. So, coming in at number two, because everything else got ones, because there were so many of those, including Khan. Somebody actually put in Khan. No, H-A-A-A-A-A. Anyway. Coming in at number two was Kirk. Quite a few people thought that he would end up sleeping. In fact, somebody went so far as to say he would, Captain Jack would paint himself green and find a red wig just to sleep with Kirk. And the number one answer... Is everyone? Oh, God. <laughs> Jack would try to sleep with everyone, <laughs> and pretty much right on target. We had eight different people say that. <laughs> One of them was me. I agree. I think it's what you voted for, wasn't it? It was. Brianna? It was. See? Others agreed with you. Mm, indeed. But I so think it was you. Julie who said it first. And then Julie started putting in other songs and things, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, thanks to our lovely uh, listeners who uh, got behind this one. <laughs> 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 
Every pun intended. Thank you. <laughs> wow, creepy jar. Hell no. The whole pole is a creepy jar. <laughs> yeah. Dead Redhead, you owe a couple dollars for that pole. Uh, pretty much. I'll throw them in there for me. So last month, when we were at Boston Comic Con. Uh, with everything that was going on and, and the size and the depth of it. It was a zoo. It was an absolute zoo, but it was a really cool zoo. Uh, we had some time when we were not in the booth to actually kind of walk around and explore. And Kriana and I were walking through the vendor area at one point, and we saw this guy sitting in a chair and these things First pointed. First of all, you were not there. Chair. Well, yes, I was, but that's okay. You weren't walking and, with me. It was Drew and I. We were in our adorable Merlots costumes, by the way. First of all, <laughs> let's get that straight for the record. Okay. It's going to come into play later. Promise. Okay. And we were walking around, and we found this booth, and it said, get a 3D printout of yourself. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Now, disclaimer, I've worked with a couple of 3D artists. I know this is not all fun and games. I was like, if these guys can scan me, that would be the coolest thing ever. And if you've ever been scanned, you know how much fun that can be. It was pretty fun. I thought it was super fun. I, I sat on a stool, and the stool rotated. And I and I was smiling like this, and I was trying really hard not to move. I, I think I did a pretty good job, because I think my thing came out pretty well. Anyway, I am at this moment, right now, holding Mini-Me. <laughs> at at from the torso up. And Mini-Me was produced from Ford Studio 3D, and from Ford Studio 3D we have Derek Cullen and James Lambert. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Welcome. And the buzz is gone, so we're good to go. Awesome. <laughs> nice. I somehow fixed that. We have no idea how, and we don't care at this point. It's all so, good. gentlemen, let's talk about you guys showing up at Boston Comic Con with a big sign that says, We'll scan you for 30 bucks. No, I mean. 45, <laughs> but who's counting? Exactly. <laughs> what makes you guys decide 40, to do 40. that? Well, we're both wrong. <laughs> So what made you guys decide to do that? Well, um, we're opening a uh, 3D printing shop in Boston. Going to be opening uh, November 1st. And uh, we were looking at like what, what we could do to kind of get out um, to, the, to the broader public uh, rather than business or, uh, you know, um, specific events. And actually my aunt, she works with, costumes and she recommended uh doing a comic-con it sounded like a great idea so we actually signed up with boston your aunt is a marketing that was genius. her first one <laughs> and, uh, can i add that we 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 signed up probably two weeks before uh before the comic-con so we were we were rushing together yeah. to get everything together and you guys probably noticed it was uh kind of thrown together there no way actually <laughs> i thought you guys were very cool you were you were collected. You were very professional. You had a system. Because oh, I guess we pulled it off then. The, the, the scanning <laughs> thing isn't just like a, a, a in out done. It, it takes a little bit of time. You got to make sure it came out okay before you know you let the person go. 
and there was a lot of post-processing in those as well uh because as i don't know if you saw any of them some of them uh you know had some color errors in them and uh so after uh after boston comic-con we we uh cleaned them up a little bit and uh sent them to the 3d printers and i knew this was gonna happen but i totally forgot that i ordered this (laughs) and it it was like just enough time after the show that I'd completely forgotten about it. And all of a sudden, I get the notification, hey, you have a package. So I run downstairs to the office, and I get this package, and I'm like, Forge Studios, that doesn't sound familiar. I have no idea what this is. It feels a little heavy, and I open it up, and there's me! (laughs) That was the, I'm I glad was you like, liked it. Oh my god, this is the coolest <laughs> thing I Are have you ever kidding? I'm like. sitting at work and I get a picture sent to me. So Look, I immediately it's me. whipped it's out me. my phone and I took a picture of it. In fact, I had already sent the uh, SketchUp link to all my 3D friends and said, hey, how cool is this? And they were like, <laughs> that is actually awesome. Everyone thought it was awesome. <laughs> now, the, the coolest thing I think about this, and like I said, your aunt is a genius is that if you sit and think about it like these cosplayers put in a lot of time and a lot of money on these costumes and a lot of them have like multiple ones some of them i know only wear them once maybe yeah how cool for them to get a little action figure of them in their costume absolutely yeah that's exactly well, what we're original thinking. kind of uh thought process behind that but one of the things that we were actually really surprised about was the number of people that without costumes just wanted mini thems um probably about half the people that we printed uh were not in costume there's a lot of like kids you know their parents were getting and just you know 20 year old guys that just wanted themselves so (laughs) (laughs) this is good yeah yeah, um, there's no comment to be made there. But. It's a very specific demographic there. <laughs> Evidently. So how did you guys get into the, the, the whole 3D printing process? What brought you to that point? Well, um, I'd say uh, I use 3D printers at work um, and for prototyping and proof of concept. And um, we got into so, – so that's how we got into 3D printing itself. Um, but 3D printing has a, a pretty big range of applications. Um, and, and the 3D scanning started um, basically, you guys familiar with uh, the Xbox Connect? Or yeah. The Xbox, what's that thing called? The um, Connect. Connect, yeah. Uh, basically, Connect. had one of those sensors and um, hacked it so that you could use that as a 3D sensor. And uh, we got some software, and we started doing 3D models um, of just, you know, random objects. And we were like, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to, to do a, you know, a 3D uh, model of uh, a person. So we did that, and then we printed it out on one of our 3D printers and uh, kind of just <laughs> saw a demand for it with, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool. You guys saw it. <laughs> it's absolutely cool. Yeah, so okay, uh, yeah, I just got all, started, it's like, so cool because you you walk up to the booth and your first thought is, "What is this?" And your <laughs> and my second thought was, "I don't care how much this costs. I need to do it because <laughs> how many opportunities are you going to have in your life to get three D scanned?" 
Well, hopefully more in the future. You know, hopefully stuff like this is uh, becomes more common. Um, but now I have expand. bragging rights because <laughs> I got scanned before like ninety nine point nine percent of people, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Early adopter up in here. <laughs> anyway, at least. So what are your what are your plans to you know? Obviously, uh, you were successful at Boston, and I and I hope you you know made back your investment for what it costs you to get in there and do all that stuff. But uh, what are you, what are your plans moving forward? You're opening up your own 3D print shop, James. Did we lose? James? Yeah, our, uh, oh, our ultimate is. goal is actually not. Am I fading in and out? No, you're good. Okay. I think there's a little bit of lag. I uh, apologize for that on my phone now. Um, no, our ultimate goal here, you know, isn't just go, you know, be nomads traveling from Comic-Con to Comic-Con. Um, we're actually looking to open up a shop in Boston that's going to be dealing with... Uh-oh. Now, now we actually... Now we lost, lost him. Uh-oh. Okay, well, basically, I mean, yeah, we're... We're going to be opening a 3D print shop in, in Boston, and, and we call it a 3D printing ecosystem uh, because it'll deal. We're, we're going to deal with things not just scanning, but also uh, sales of 3D printers, uh, sales of uh, the materials. So um, you can print in a variety of materials. Uh, so we'll be selling. Uh, those materials will be selling services such as um, you know prototyping services, proof of concepts, um, and then design services as well. Um, so actually, and along with me, if you go up on your website right now, um, yeah. you can you can see all the models from Boston Comic Con. Yeah, we have a few of them up there. We don't, not all of them are up there. Um, uh, but a good, I think there's probably, what do you say, around like 70? There, well, I'm up there. Yeah. Ha! Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. you made it. <laughs> cool. So you can, yeah. you can get up on their website, go check out the model of me. You'll know it's me because I'm wearing a Merlots costume, right? <laughs> and just see how cool, because like, it's clearly me. Very recognizable. <laughs> and, and you can actually go on, on, oh, the website's escaping me, not SketchUp, the other one. Uh, SketchFab. Shapeways? Oh, Shapeways. You can, right. you can go on Shapeways and order a me. Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, guess what you're all getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually one of our funnier. Uh, one woman actually wanted a model of herself so she could send everybody chocolates and soaps of herself for Christmas. <laughs> that that was very she, original. She was going to use a three D print to mold uh, chocolates and, and soap. Wow, that is even more special than what I just suggested. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, you can get pretty creative with the three D printers. I mean, you know, we can we can 3d print molds so we can take the negative of your scan and and make a mold out of it and then i mean you could do the same thing you know you could you know whip up some chocolate put it in there and and you can have uh, little chocolate molds of yourself mad scientist <laughs> chocolatier time guys oh good lord but seriously it was, it was a really cool experience and i really hope that you guys do come to more Comic-Cons because I feel like you could make a killing. 
Yeah, so we were we were planning on going to the the granite uh, the granite state one. Um, we had some issues with we're, we're trying to automate everything right now. So we're trying to tie in. You guys probably noticed um, when you were getting scanned, I was holding the sensor and moving it up and down manually uh, while you spun on the platform. Uh, what we're trying to do now, and what actually we've done, is we've tied everything into a single system so that the sensor moves on a linear rail up and down, um, and that's tied to the platform that spins, and, and all those are tied to the software. So now it's a simple point and click, and we get consistent scans. Uh, oh, because that, that was cool. one thing we learned from Boston Comic Con was, uh, you know, we basically, you know, we need to come up with something to get some uh, consistent scans so we have a, a consistent output. So you're um, saying it's even more futuristic and science fictional. Exactly. Now it now it's a simple uh, click and it runs on its own. It's basically like a robot. Oh, it, oh, is. it is a robot. It oh, is, yeah. in exactly fact, what it is. a robot that scans you. Yeah, we have stepper motors running the uh, the moving it up and down, and then we have a tilt on the sensor, uh, which is a servo motor, and then we have uh, just a, a regular motor that spins the platform. That's... It goes faster now, so you wouldn't have to sit as still this yeah. time. Oh, well, well, where are you guys gonna appear next? What what's next as far as shows for you guys? Maybe I'll be there. Uh, Rhode Island the next Comic Con. We will is be Rhode Island. there. Yes, we will. Actually, well, we James, we, are we are we solidified in that? Did we get that? Uh, are we good to go? Yep, we actually just got the approval um, about seven forty. Woo! today, so uh, about the time we were starting this, so we will be at Rhode Island. Awesome! That's terrific. Let's look for more scans of yeah. us in the near future. <laughs> 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 now I'll have to think of a good costume. Do you guys have any costumes? <laughs> we'll say the only thing we'll say with the costumes is uh, leave your face open. We have some people great costumes, but it's hard to tell it's them because the costume is so good. Um, so that was the only issue that we ran into on a couple of them. Maybe yeah, like, like a Deadpool. Maybe I will wear yeah. my new costume from her universe. All right, there you go. Yeah, and, and one one cool thing that we're gonna try um, at Rhode Island as well is uh, so so we can take we can. Um, take a scan of a body, and we can basically put a head on that scan. Uh, so, you know, we can take uh, we can take a scan of your head and put that on a separate scan of you know somebody else's body. Um, we can edit them. We can make them uh, bigger, more more muscular. Slimmer. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we had a lot of people request that, and <laughs> we did it. Guys, I, I think what you need to do here, and this is just a suggestion, and feel free to laugh at me. What you need to do here is you need to get a, like, stock set of bodies. Like, you need a mermaid body. You need, yeah. you need like, a princess body. Yeah. A pony. So, <laughs> so one thing we run into with that is is some, some uh, copyright issues. Uh, you know, it's one thing if... You know, somebody's dressed up as uh, a Spider-Man, and they and they do that. You know, that's fine. We scan them. Uh, but in terms of like advertising, as like, hey, we can make you into Hulk and, or you know, a mermaid. 
I'm not saying that's right. Yes, yeah, so something generic like that we can do. You're not the Little Mermaid. You're just not a the Little Mermaid. mermaid. You're just a mermaid with a green fin and purple boob shells and red hair. That's all. You're just right. a pink green tail. cat. That's right. Just no copyright infringement. A generic mermaid could be anyone. Could be Amy mermaid. Mermaid. Look at the mermaid that Amy was at GraniteCon. Yes. You are a generic princess in a poofy yellow ball gown. No clue <laughs> who that could be. <laughs> Superhero with blue cape. Exactly. <laughs> now you're thinking. Yeah. I uh, I don't think that will come back and bite us in the ass at all. I think that's no, good. Never, ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where do you envision uh, this process being in the next five years? Because five years ago, this process really didn't even exist. Yeah, well, I guess... Without giving away uh, too many of our of our uh, secrets, you know where where we plan on going with it. You know, we think it would be pretty cool um, to have you know like uh, sports teams, school sports teams. Um, you know, say football team instead of getting getting a, a picture, you know, you get a scan, and then you have you have a model, you know, of yourself, um, you know, from your senior year uh, football, whatever. Or even going a step further and saying, you know, um, we can we can scan your head and put it on uh, Tom Brady's body and print that out. <laughs> uh, so that obviously, <laughs> so obviously, you know, you get into some uh, some copyright stuff there that has to be dealt with. Just a uh, but then also, football player, <laughs> number twelve. <laughs> yeah, could be anyone. But, uh, you know, and then also, uh, like, wedding cake toppers, uh, you know, how cool would that be if it was actually you on your wedding cake topper? Sombrarian, uh, can we do that? <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen, uh, we've seen the actual 3D scanning itself being used in other applications, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, clothing, custom clothing, um, and, and design being, you know, clothes being tailored uh, off of a 3D scan. So there's that direction, and then there is the uh, 3D print. Um, I think you, you're going to see a lot of things that right now are kind of mass-produced. Um, you know, toys is a perfect example. Is You know, right now they're mass-produced so that you can buy them very, very cheaply. Um, you can make them, you know, very individualized at almost the same price with the 3D printer. And as this technology moves along, you're going to see a lot of, you know, toys in particular, they're going to be exactly what you want. And there's going to be just a, just a deluge of new toys. Um, and it's not just toys. It's all sorts of things. That's just uh, fits with the Comic-Con motif. Wow. Now, on top of that, uh, Ford Studios also has an education division. And you're actually having sign-ups sign for... Uh, two classes that you're giving a uh, beginner's class uh, for people looking to get into 3d printing and uh, people who recently bought a printer and aren't sure how to use it well that's going to go along with our printer sales and the, the idea behind it is um, you know increasingly kids are learning this in school um, you, you know it's kind of like when I was a kid we all learned PCs and, and typing and in a lot of ways we were way 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 ahead of our parents on that um, and, you know, right now I'm doing presentations to libraries and six-year-olds 
have actually handled a 3D printer. We would like to get people educated on them so they can use them and uh, really kind of, if they're going to take the time to buy them, really kind of get them finding uses for them. Once you, once you start thinking about how it can be used and you know the strengths and weaknesses of it, just ideas of what you can do with it just come all the time, just all the time. And that kind of falls in line with our, our, our education process of, you know, we, we can't um, uh, foresee how other small businesses will use 3D printers. All we can do is educate them on 3D printing itself. And, you know, they know their customers better than we do. So they'll, they'll come up with ways to implement 3D printing themselves. So as long as we educate them on 3D printing and what it can do, um, you know, people will be continually coming up with new uses for it. The sky is indeed the limit. Exactly. And you guys are right in at the beginning. The bleeding edge. <laughs> <laughs> we were too young for the, for the dot-com boom, so this is kind of our dot-com boom. Hopefully, <laughs> just without the crash. We can really do without that part. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously. <laughs> Forge Studios 3D opening in Boston in the next month or so uh, at Boston Comic-Con doing some incredible stuff. You'll be able to see them at Rhode Island Comic-Con. As things move forward, gentlemen, please let us know so that we can let our listeners know uh, what's going on in the world at Forge 3D Studios. James Lindbergh, Derek Cullen. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having us. appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. It was it was absolutely a pleasure, and I've seen the sculpture, and it's kind of cool. So, Kriana, kind of my guess what? ass. Guess what? What? Who's going to be on in the next six months? Well, next week we have another double header. Oh, well, I guess the only double header now. Uh, we're talking to both HB Comics and Mike Doherty of the fabulous Zcon movie. On October 19th, we're talking with Ardo Callahan about his new comic, Rogan. On October 26th, we talk with MySciFiStories.com. On November 2nd, the New England Horror Writers Halloween Extravaganza. On November 9th, uh, Bex Fine joins us to talk about the intersection of fashion and fandom. On the 16th, legendary designer... Tommy Zotos, and here I'm going to stop. November 23rd, George O'Connor will be announcing 1664, The Neighbor of the Beast, will be getting a third season with special guest Griffin. Zombrarian. No, Dead no. Redhead. Dead Redhead. Oh my god. What? Wait, who we go to next? Okay. Set by Saturday night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, and ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold the Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dumb! I want to thank our, uh, our guest for joining us tonight, and it's Ford Studio 3D continues on. We're going to be hearing some very great things from them based on what we saw at Boston, and we look forward to seeing them at Rhode Island. I want to thank our cast tonight from the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our grammar girl, Zombrarian. Thank you very much, ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> from the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you so much, Dead Redhead. 
Shout out to that big green and black fuzzy thing that was at GraniteCon. I have no idea what that was, but... Oh, yeah, Dead Redhead totally fell in love with a furry while we were there. (laughs) (laughs) This is is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased, thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody.